weeks ago, but it's coming out now. Uh, in light of the stuff in Monterey Park and seemingly everywhere this past couple weeks, it just uh, makes us look to Christ's return, knowing that that is the ultimate solution. Uh, the day when finally sin will be done away with, this fallen world will be uh, washed clean, uh, the return of our Savior, and we get to join in singing that praise with all creation. Um, this morning, we're talking about strength, about being strong. And I'm not talking about physical strength, like pumping iron and getting your body fit and all that. It's not, I'm not just talking about that kind of strength. Um, I'm talking about emotional strength. The kind of strength that, that, that enables us to stand in the midst of adversity. Uh, the kind of strength that when things go wrong, we can carry on. Uh, because when things are good, it's easy to be happy and stable and consistent and unmoved. It's easy to stand when things are going good. Um, so this morning, I want to address when things aren't going good, when things go bad, when we get the bad news from the doctor, when a relationship that we've built so much into fails, when uh, you lose a job, uh, when a source of future security is all of a sudden washed away, whatever the thing is, when things go bad, then what? How do we respond in those situations? How do we, how do we show strength during that time? Because that's when you need strength. On sunny days when everything's going great and, and everything adds up, then it's easy to be happy and stable and consistent. But what about when it doesn't go well? So this morning's passage, we've been studying the life of Jesus. Jesus as um, our, our source of great joy and his life as the path, following him as the path of great joy. As we seek joy in our life and following Christ, uh, we've been going through this series of, uh, uh, through the Gospel of Luke, looking at the life of Christ. And this morning's passage is found in Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, 46 through 49. And in this passage, Jesus addresses the situation, this circumstance of remaining strong in the midst of trial, remaining strong in the midst of difficulty. When things don't go well, how to stay strong. So if you've got uh, Bibles, go ahead and open, up, open them up to Luke 6. 46 through 49. For those of you here today, it's in your bulletins. Um, if you want to open your Bible, you can see more context there um, in Luke chapter 6. And so Zoomers, Luke 6, 46 through 49. Uh, this is what it says. Familiar passage, I hope, but I'm hoping that, my, that today we'll get something new and fresh from it if it's something you're familiar with. Okay, Luke 6, 46 through 49. These are the words of Jesus coming as a conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount, an important message that he gave, probably the most important. Luke uh, 6, 46 is this, Jesus', Jesus words. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man who building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. So when the flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Let's pray. God, uh, I pray that you would help us to understand this passage this morning. Help us to understand your words so we could respond to them, so we could apply them. So, God, I pray that by your spirit, you give me the words to speak. And by your spirit, you give us all ears to hear. And by your spirit, you'd be doing the work in us, in our heart, that would re result in action. 
pray that you do us that, uh, that favor. Do us that, give us that gift this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so from this passage, our central truth is this. This is the main point from the message that we're going to be pulling out of it, and, and this is the main point. Central truth. First fill in the blank if you'd like to fill in the blanks. Uh, is this. Strength for life comes from not merely believing who Jesus is, but also doing what Jesus says. Strength for life comes not merely from believing, from not, not merely believing who Jesus is, but also doing what Jesus says. So Jesus in this moment is calling out something. He's calling out in verse 46, it made it clear. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but don't do what I say? That's what he's addressing right now. People that say Lord, Lord, people who believe who he is, call him Lord, capital L, like you're the boss, you are God, you're in charge, I've get, you, my life is yours, you're the boss of my life, Lord, Lord, so they believe in who he is, but yet don't do what I say. But don't, don't actually apply what he says, don't put it in their life, don't obey his teaching. And then he uses this, this metaphor of building a house. And none of us have practically built a house probably. Well, I don't know. Have any of us built a house? Maybe one of us built a house. I, I just assumed. Yeah. Uh, so most of us will probably understand, even when we haven't practically built a house, that when you build a house, no matter how good the house is, if what is built on is no good, the house isn't going to last. If you built a house on soft clay or sand or something that's going to give away, well, when, that, when that gives away, no matter how strong the house is, it's going to fall. But in order to build a good house, you need to start with a great foundation that will not move, and then you build a house on that. And so this is a, a common knowledge that you and I can understand, and it's what they could understand too. So Jesus is using a metaphor, and what a metaphor it is, is taking a, a, a new truth that you want to communicate and, and comparing it to something that people already know. So they already know, like, of course, you can't build a house on sand. You have to build it on a rock. And so Jesus is saying, just like you know you have to build a house on a rock and not the sand, when you listen to my words, when you say, Lord, Lord, and, and listen to my words, but don't actually do the stuff, that's just like someone who builds a house with no foundation. And so that's enabling people to understand, like, oh, yeah, that is terrible. That is foolish. That's unwise. And instead, applying his teaching, he's comparing to someone building a house on the foundation of rock. And again, what I want to point out here is that in Jesus's metaphor, the difference between the wise and the foolish, okay, both of them are there to, to hear from Jesus. They're both responding to Jesus. They're both calling him Lord. They're both listening to the teaching. But where they differ is one applies the teaching and one does not apply the teaching. So one puts the teaching into practice. The foolish does not. So in this uh, in this, this, in this metaphor, the foolish person here isn't the one, he, he's not describing the foolish person as one who rejects him, which we know that would be foolish. But he's not calling that out now. He's not calling those who reject him as Lord. He's not calling out those who aren't listening, that will have nothing to do with him, that think that you have, of course, that's foolish. We would all agree. But what I want us to wrap our minds around right now, he's talking to those who call him Lord, who are listening, but yet not applying. That's where he's drawing the line of foolishness in this metaphor. So it's possible, even though all of us have put our lives in, in we've given our life to Jesus, we've, we've called him Lord, we're here today to hear from him. Is it possible that any of us might fall in this category of foolish? Me too. Is it possible that we call him Lord, we listen to him, but then we're like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And we don't actually apply what we're hearing. And that's what he's calling out today. 
and about uh, using this idea of the storm coming in. Uh, so Jesus says it's foolish, the one not putting his teaching into action. Uh, Jesus, right before this, called that person false. This is one who, who says one thing and does another. Uh, calls, uh, and he says you can tell that person by their actions. They may say one thing, but their actions reveal. You can tell a tree by its fruit. See, this message that he's giving about applying his teaching, applying the, wor applying the words he's spoken, it's coming at the end of a sermon. The Sermon on the Mount is found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's also recorded parts of it here in Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 17. So we just got done with this amazing teaching about this counterculture, this different way to live. He's introducing this new kingdom, and in this kingdom, he says, blessed are those who, po who are poor. Mind-blowing, right? And then he says, woe to those who are rich. He says, blessed are those who mourn. Woe to those who, who laugh. Blessed are those who are rejected by others. Woe to you who are accepted by all men. All these things, he's laying out this counterculture, very different from the way we normally live. So he's blowing people's minds about living this different way. It's so different. In Matthew, he calls it, uh, Matthew records how he calls it two different roads. There's a wide road and a narrow road. And the wide road, they're going different directions. The wide road leads to destruction. The narrow road leads to eternal life. And many are on the wide road. He's introducing this new way of living this narrow road, accepting this new way of life. And uh, right before this in Luke, it records about this new narrow road, this different way to live, about how we view our enemies, about ready, instead of uh, hating our enemies, loving our enemies, praying for our enemies. And he calls out, if you love those who love you, what good is that? Everybody does that. You know how you're going to be different is to pray for those who, your enemies, pray for those who hurt you. <clears throat> And he talks about um, not judging others. Instead of condemning others and pointing your finger at others and calling them out, he says, no, nah, don't do that. Don't be looking at the speck in their eye when you've got a big old plank of wood in your own eye. So he's saying you don't condemn others. Be ready to forgive others. And look, you condemn our own sin, but look to forgive others. And uh, this new way of live, a different way to live. And then he wraps it up with this message. Now, if you're here, call me Lord, and you're hearing all this, but don't actually do it. You miss out on all the benefits. You're like a foolish builder building a house, building your life on principles that will not last. And when the storm comes, what happens to that house? It gets wiped away. So as we're talking, so he's addressing the issue of strength, having strength for life when things don't go well, when things are difficult, when the storm of life comes, being able to stand in the midst of that. Because again, any old life will work as long as things are going good. If things are going good, you can pick a lot of different life paths, and they're going to be fine for you. As long as things are checking, boxes are getting checked, and things are happening, and, and the, the income matches the, is, matches the outflow and all that stuff. As long as everything's working out, any sort of life will work. But he says when the storm comes, that's when it reveals the quality of life, and that's when that strength is needed. Okay. Um, James 1.22 says something very similar, too, where he says, be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. That's another way to think about what we're talking about today, that we're here because we want to hear the word. We call Jesus Lord, and that's great. That's why we're here. But it's important that we don't just hear it. We also do it, do the things that he says and put them into practice. So that's what we're calling out today, the idea of, of putting into practice, doing what Jesus says. Okay, so then let's address why is strength needed from this passage. There's a few things about strength in here that um, I want to address that's going to help us um, to understand the, the reason this is so important. First thing is this, why strength is needed. First one is this, everyone goes through storms. Everybody, everyone goes through storms. Notice both in this metaphor, both built houses, the foolish and the wise, and the storm hit both houses. It wasn't 
oh, the, the, they both had a boat and the foolish sailed his boat into the storm where the wise went around the storm. It wasn't anything like that. They both got the storm. The foolish and the wise both got hit by the same storm. And I think it's important for us to hear this because it's easy to think that, well, if I'm a follower of Jesus, the one who controls all circumstances, that can make all things happen by the very spoken word out of his mouth, well, if I'm a follower of hers, his and he loves me like a child, he will protect me from any storm. He will make sure I don't get hit by storms. He will guide me around storms. He will save me from experiencing any storms. Following Jesus means I don't have to worry about storms. I don't think that's true. And I think it's from this, it makes it pretty clear. Both get hit by the same storm. So the only difference is the reaction to the storm, the experience from the storm. So if you think following Jesus means you will be spared from storms, you're going to be disappointed. If you think following Jesus means I won't have to go through a storm, well, when the storm does come and everybody goes through storms, then our reaction is, well, Jesus, I thought you were going to save me from the storm, and it's Jesus' fault. I thought, you were gonna, I thought we had a deal. I follow you, and you make sure only good things happen to me. But that, that's, not, that's something we came up with, not he came up with. All right, we're going to go through some hard stuff. Now, we know ultimately it's going to end in victory. Jesus even said, when he, he told his followers this, he told his followers, in this world, you will have trouble. You're going to have trouble. But he says, take heart, I've overcome the world. So as followers of Jesus, we can expect a hard time. Jesus had a hard time. We could agree, here's a man who was murdered at the age of 32, 33. He was murdered for his belief. That's a hard time. And if we're going to follow someone who had a hard time, we also can expect a hard time. And so if we're thinking by following Jesus, he's going to save me from experiencing any hard times, we're going to be disappointed. But here's the thing about following Jesus. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. He has overcome the world. So in light of this week and the, the difficulties of this week and uh, everything going on with that and just the disheartenedness of, that comes with seeing what we saw in that video, take heart. In this world, there's going to be trouble. Take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. There will be an end to this trouble, and the answer is Jesus. Right? So take heart. He has overcome the world. So, yeah, so if you think that following Jesus means you won't have to go through storms, I want to I get us off of that belief. Because when the storm comes, you're going to blame God for it. And that can move you away from God if you think it's his job to protect you from storms. No, he'll protect you through storms. It's not, yea, though you led me around the valley of the shadow of death. It's like, yea, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, yet you were with me. All right, so let's remember that we will go through storms, all of us. Everybody's going to experience that, whether you're a believer or not. Right? That's why strength is needed, because everybody goes through storms. Second thing about strength. Storms reveal the strength of your life. Storms reveal the strength of your life. Um, so in this metaphor, where the, they're building a house, and the house represents their life, and uh, whether it stands or falls represents the strength of your life, your, the, the, your emotional stability and strength. The storm reveals the strength of it. Both foundations, the good foundation and the bad foundation, look totally fine when there was no storm. Until the storm, they both looked fine. And I would even say probably the houses were pretty similar. Did not say anything different about the houses in this situation? They probably had similar, you know, they, that wasn't a difference. 
they both look totally fine as long as nothing's going bad. It's when the storm came that the quality of the build, the, the incorrect foundation is revealed. Up until then, it's totally fine. January 12, 2010 was just like any other day in Haiti. People get up, they went to the grocery store, they do, drop their kids off, or where, where they just, the kids went to school. It was a normal day in Haiti, just like every other day. But on November 12, uh, 2010, a 7.0 magnitude earthquake hit. And it was only a few miles deep, and it shook Haiti. Like, just shook it. And it shook it so much that many, many, many of the buildings just absolutely collapsed. 220,000 people died in that moment when all that collapsed. So up until that time, all those foundations were fine. They don't have the same building codes in Haiti. They just got to get the buildings up. They got people, they got a house. We just got to get these buildings up. So they get the buildings up. Can't worry about all the building code stuff. We've got to get this stuff done. And so the buildings weren't up to the same standards um, that we have here. And that worked out totally fine. It was totally fine until it wasn't. And when it wasn't, it's when the earthquake hit. And the reason I share that story is you can build your life on any old way and live any old, you know, any old sort of foundation, any old thing. And as long as there's no storm, you'll be fine. Just keep on. Except for when the storm comes. And that's when it reveals the quality of the build. If we are wise or foolish, if we're applying the words of Jesus or not, that'll be revealed when the storm comes. And notice when the storm came in this, in this metaphor, he says, it says, the moment the torrent hit, the house was destroyed. Storm, torrent, collapse. There was no time to shore things up to fix it up, to, to tie down some straps and to do this or that. and do something. There was no time. It's too late once the storm hits. And this is something else we, could, we need to remember. When the storm hits, the strength of your life, the, the, the strength of where you built your foundation, it will be revealed. And it's too late to change it in that moment. If you think, well, I'm just going to keep doing me, and if something bad hits, well, then I'll turn to Jesus, and I'll go see what he's got to say about it. It's too late. It's too late at that moment. That storm will bring about devastation in our life. And again, it's a metaphor about the struggles and difficulties of life. Also probably points to the ultimate storm that will come in Christ's return, about the wrath of God. Uh, that also, um, um, some theologians take this there, and it very possibly could be that as well. But in that moment, it's too late when the storm comes. So uh, it, it's too late to, to shore things up and to, to, to handle it in the moment. In the moment or revealed how well you've been handling it. You know what I mean? Like how well we've been applying the words of Jesus in our life. Because when that moment hits, it's too late. Moment the torrent hit, the house was destroyed. Now, some say, well, yeah, whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yes, we can grow from it after the experience. We can look back and grow from these experiences. So absolutely, God uses these circumstances in our life to bring about change and to strengthen us. But the strength to get through it comes through whether or not we've been building our life on the teachings of Jesus, putting them into practice, or merely calling him Lord and, and listening to uh, what he's got to say without doing. Okay, so why strength is needed? Everyone's going to go through storms. You and I both, followers of Jesus, we're going to go through storms. And when that storm does hit, it reveals the strength of your life. And then finally, true strength is, is rooted in what is unaffected by the storms of life. 
true strength, true strength is rooted in what is unaffected by the storms of life. So in this metaphor, the wise builder dug down deep through the sand, through the mess, through the, the clay, through all the weak stuff, and put his house on the rock. He built his house on the rock. And the foolish builder did not. He just built it on the sand. And why that's so significant, when the storm hits, it moves all that sand around, and all that sand that seems sort of strong is no longer strong, and it, you know, it gives way, leading to the collapsing of the house. And so what made the rock so important is that storm hit, and that rock was unaffected. The waves, the crashing, the storm, all that, that rock did not move because it's rock. What made it significant is it's unaffected by the storm that I'm experiencing. So this is important that we remember when we're basing what the thing that we're basing our life on, when we're basing the strength of our life, that we're saying my life is good because of this thing. Like what makes my life strong? What makes me being able to stand through the difficulties of life? When the storms of life come, what's the reason I can stand? And if it's something that, is, that can be moved by the storms of life, if it's something that's, that's, that's affected by life circumstances, well, when that thing gets washed away, I get washed away with it. So, for example, if my strength, if my life is built on my savings account, my retirement, what about when that retirement goes away? It can, it can be changed by circumstances. If my strength is built on my job, my career, that's my identity, that's who I am, is because of my career. People say, who is Tom? Well, this is who I am. This is my career. What about if I lose that job? Then what? Or even retirement. What happens then when I no longer have that identity? If, if, the, if my strength is built in a relationship, and that's what gives me stability in life, what if that relationship suddenly ends? Either through a, a, a breaking relationship or a death. What happens then? If my stability is built on my own health and my, my own body and me, my me and everything else can take care of themselves, but I can focus on me and I only count on me, what happens when the doctor gives me the news that the thing on the test is what I didn't want it to be? What happens then? When the storm, when we base our strength, we build our life, the strength of our life on these different things that can be affected by circumstances of life, when that circumstance change, when the storm does hit and storms do hit, when that happens, then my life crumbles in light of that. So Jesus says, the wise builder is the one who digs down deep and builds his house on the rock, the thing that's unchanging. And what is unchanging? In this metaphor, it says the one who call, not just calls me Lord, not just believes who I am, not just is listening, but the one who puts my words into practice. So the unchanging in this, this metaphor is the words of Jesus, the teaching of Jesus. And it's not just building on that, not just listening, not just assenting and agreeing, but doing. Is it possible that Christians in America and the church capital C have been great at believing, great at listening, but not very good at doing? And a lot of the problems we have in the church today is we're great at believing, great at listening, bad at doing. And then a lot of our lives don't look any different than the person next to me. The, my coworker on my left or my right, the people I come in contact with, and, and people outside the church look at believers and say, well, their life's no different either. I don't want what they got. Is it possible because we're just believing who he is, we're just listening to what he says, but we're not actually doing it. And then when the storms come, we crumble just like the next. Okay, so in review. The main thing I want us to get 
the strength for life, the strength to see us through the difficulties of life comes not merely from believing who Jesus is, which that's important, but that's not enough, but also doing what Jesus says, putting into practice. And this is so important because everybody's going to go through a storm. Believer, non-believer, rich, poor, that we're all, everybody's going everybody's to go through storms in life. So that strength is going to be needed. And that strength, that storm when it come is, comes, is going to reveal what you've built your foundation on. It reveals where, where, your, strength is, where your strength is placed. Because in that moment, it's too late to change. It reveals what's already been happening in your life. And true strength is rooted in what's going to be unaffected by the storms of life, namely the eternal words of Jesus, the unchanging nature of God, your unchanging position as his adopted child, as, your, as his loved one. Um, it's you with your hand in his, walking side by side with him. That, that's what is unchanging in your life as you walk hand in hand with the Lord, applying his teaching uh, in your life. So our closing question is this. This is my closing question I just want you to, to, to think on. Are you prepared for your next storm? Are you prepared for when the things don't go right? Again, it's all easy when things go well. What about when things don't go well? Are you ready? Are you prepared? What is your foundation? Uh, built on. Let's pray.